Hello and welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I'm Jillian Aurora. And I'm Marie Wallace. And we are your hosts today. Yeah, so good morning. Welcome to Braveheart Conversations. I am Jillian Aurora. This is my lovely co-host, Marie Wallace. Good morning. I think she looks especially gorgeous this morning. Oh, I love thanks. all your colors. Good morning. Um, all right, so today we're going to be talking about masculine self-care, which you may be going, what in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what is masculine self-care? So um, this is fun to me because I, uh, I really enjoy this topic that I think is often forgotten. It's, it's typically just not, it's not a priority for a lot of people. So, um, or it's a narrow priority too. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's not in a lot of people's awareness. So let's start with what the common, uh, perception of self-care is. So when I say self-care, Marie, what do you think of? Well, what people usually say is bubble baths and, you know, time in the spa. Uh-huh. And and that's what I meant. Like, sometimes we have a narrow definition of it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's so much more than that. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think of um, maybe I'm going to take a nap. Oh, um, yeah. I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to get my nails done. Uh, I'm gonna Which are a, all nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to drink a glass of wine. I'm going to go out with the girls. These mm-hmm. are all the typical things that we think of. As self-care I don't want to diminish that today it's I'm not at all saying that those things are not self-care however what I am saying is that those are very feminine versions of self-care and by feminine I don't mean that only women need to do those things we all need the male and female feminine and masculine aspects of ourselves are all very important um, and I am saying that we often very flippantly refer to self-care as those things and we forget about a whole damn half (laughs) of of the side of the street that is super super important we often forget about the self-care that operates in our masculine side and just to recap you know for some 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 people i know that listen is (laughs) Yeah, we have masculine and feminine in us, just to remind you, right? Yeah. Okay, so I want to... In case they hadn't heard those before. Yes, and this is something we talk about a lot. We this do. whole month we've talked about masculine energy, so if there's something that you, you want to go back, you can always find our past episodes in our Facebook group, Braveheart Conversations, and you can find all of the, the juicy conversations we've had about masculine energy, and, and we've covered a lot of feminine energy as well. Um, and I believe the month before we were talking about feminine energy. So, so much to cover. This is actually the last week of um, covering masculine energy. And we will we'll jump into a new topic next month. But, um, so what am I talking about when I say masculine self-care? What am I saying if, if I'm not saying, you know, it's bubble baths and um, getting your nails done and getting a pedicure, what am I talking about? So I want to talk about when those feminine self-care things may not be your um, most loving, self-loving thing to do. So I'm going to take you on a journey with me back in my own history, right? So if if I, I don't know why I'm so itchy this morning, sorry. (laughs) Um, 
if I go back in my time frame where I was in a relationship and it, things were not going well, right? It's not a, a respectful union. Uh, there's a lot of conflict. Um, I'm, I'm feeling very much um, not able to be authentic, not able to be safe at home, not able, able to be safe in my own space. Um, the thing that a lot of people will say to do is, well, self-care, right? Uh, go do something relaxing. You're stressed out. Okay, so was that a particularly great time for me to exercise that type of self-care? No, it wasn't because that doesn't actually bring me any closer to the solution. What I'm I, hiding. What I actually <laughs> needed was I needed action. I needed something that was going to um, be a, a radically different and way more uncomfortable type of self-care. I needed boundaries. I needed um, to be willing to make some really daring decisions, possibly leaving that relationship. I needed to do some things that were actually going to light my fire and my bravery instead of softening into that feminine energy. Because that softer feminine energy actually was only perpetuating my own victimization. So I, I kind of want people to get that that image where, yes, there are times where feminine self-care is really important. And this would be, you know, perhaps when you're in a high burnout time, you're in, um, you know, I'm in, in workaholic mode. And yes, I need to take a break. I need to retreat to the mountains or I need to go take a bath or, you know, go do something that's luxurious. Yes, those are things that are important, but that is that is just one piece of self-care. There's there's a whole other world of self-care that is not pleasant, right? So we think about self-care as things that are only pleasant often. <laughs> and and I'm here to tell you self-care is one of the most demanding and courageous things you'll ever ever do. Um it is not just bubble baths. Um it is, it is standing up and speaking your truth when you may lose a relationship over it. It is uh, distancing yourself from relationships when you know that that relationship has been become toxic and dysfunctional and disrespectful. Um, it is uh, walking away from a job or having a tough conversation with a boss or... Um, Man, there's so many different things. Marie, what are some of the things that come up well, for I was you? going to say the opposite. If if you um, don't do those, the opposite of what happens is that physical. You'll you'll take on those physical things and you'll be physically ill. You might get a sore throat because you haven't been speaking your truth. You might Your body might be overwhelmed and overdone. Um, we talked about some is just finding that that work that really lights us up and and makes gives us passion and and excitement and just that drive to to complete um, things that bring your soul alive um, and hard exercise and goals. Mm -hmm. I you know we both love going to the gym and making those goals. Those are always help you drive yourself to do some more physical things. Um, I'm trying to think of, but I'm just thinking the opposite is when you start to feel that your body feels um, icky, overwhelmed, and you haven't been taking care of it, it's probably time to, or like you were saying, even the not speaking out loud, speaking, not speaking my truth has physical effects yeah. on me 
and mental effects on me. So, yeah. So in that initial leaving, when people yeah. get, uh, they're preparing to leave a relationship or a job or, um, sometimes it's an ideology. There's a lot of things that we choose to shed, right? That chapter is closed and we can feel it and we know it. Um, and, and having worked with so many people in that particular season, right? That winter season, I know that there is some commonality, um, some things that typically happen. And I can see in myself too, when I look back at, over that journey, I did some things that were very typical of many women in my situation. I went to the gym, you know, fitness became a really big piece of my life. It became a big outlet. It was a coping skill for me and it was incredibly empowering. And I honestly don't know that I ever would have broken free if I had not have made fitness a priority. Um, I would get up very early in the morning to go to the gym. It was an escape for me. It was also a healthy way to release emotions that were really tough at that time. Um, Helps me envision more, mm -hmm. bigger things, um, opening myself up to more, going, gosh, if I can do this, I can do bigger things. I think it really helps that uh, mindset mm -hmm. a yeah. lot. I, uh, I know that during my, my fitness time, I often would listen to music that was kind of like forbidden music, oh, you yeah. know, music that um, my partner at the time would not have liked. Um, Makes you feel fierce. Yeah, I, I listened to some really fierce and sassy music, and that, it really built me in a lot of ways. You know, we, we all know that music is very... Um, Okay. It's so powerful. It can be very empowering. And so, you know, when we talk about masculine self-care, you know, that, that fitness or, you know, tackling a challenge can be, mm. a, you know, a huge form of masculine self-care that's super empowering. Uh, music that you listen to can be very empowering, not just because of the words, but the energy behind it can be really, really uh powerful yeah. and, and life-changing. Makes you push through things that are difficult. I also want to talk about, um, you know, because I've had this happen where a partner didn't want me to go to the gym. Yes. Because they could see that I was empowered and that I was, that my attitude changed and that I was less dependent right like it helps you feel independent because you go i can do these goals i can make them on my own and and so i just wanted to really like guard that if you see someone being nervous about you going to yeah. the gym or giving you excuses to stay home you know or yeah those kinds of things because i know you experienced yeah. that too yeah <laughs> yeah so let's do let's do some storytelling so um <laughs> yes this is a really big thing so for me, how this played out was, uh, I think every woman goes through a time period where you aren't really sure yet if you're ready to go. Um, you're still not sure if, if you just want to work harder on this relationship, if if maybe you're okay with things the way they are, maybe it's not that bad. You know, you're, you're settling, kind of making going excuses. back and forth. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it is very typical to go through that for maybe years. Um, it's different for every woman, but, um, it can be, it can be quite a long time. And during that time for me, I was still, 
uh, doing some things that were growing me, that were really preparing me, whether I knew it or not, preparing me for that moment when, when I needed to be strong enough for me to be able to walk away. And so I, I was separated actually for a short time, not really by choice. Um, I was married to an alcoholic and things just got absolutely unlivable at home. And so I separated for a time. I was gone for about four months and during that time, fitness became a huge piece of my, uh, my growth process, my self-care. And I hired a trainer at that time who was a really incredible, powerful woman. She's one of my best friends today. Um, she does amazing work. She trains women for bodybuilding competitions. She's a rock star. She's <laughs> a rock star. And, um, and so I got pretty close to her. I got really into that, uh, that lifestyle where I just felt very empowered in my body. And, um, it was, oh man, how do I, it unlocked something in me. And I was, I was excited actually to compete in a bodybuilding competition with her. And then guess what? I went back, the separation ended and what do you think you he wanted? Quit. Wanted me to quit. That's exactly what happened. And guess what I did? You quit. I quit. I quit. We've all been there. And I I said, Carly, who is my trainer, I said, uh, I still want to be fit, but I don't want to compete in the bodybuilding competition because he flipped out and he thought it was, you know, a really bad thing. And, you know, uh, he doesn't want anyone to look at my body. And um, it, he made a lot of ridiculous claims about how... Um, it's a big orgy in the back, which now I've competed in two bodybuilding competitions and there's no orgy. I have not heard that one. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. <laughs> yeah. That was a surprise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, story time's fun. Um, so, so I did. I walked away from uh, competing, but... I wasn't willing to let go of my newfound power in the gym, so I kept going. And I tell you what, the resistance that happened, um, you know, he would do everything to sabotage sleeping at night, um, come in at 2, 3 in the morning, calling me lots of names when mm. I was asleep, and, you know, I'm uh, I'm so weird for wanting to go to bed Um late or I mean early oh, yeah. at night so I could go to the gym um constantly telling me I shouldn't be eating as many carbs when I was you know I was eating according to what my my own plan my own body was uh what my goals were uh telling me not to work out my legs because you know I didn't want to I, I mean just legs. so many things to control on the opposite that. too they even start with the coaxing. I just really want to spend more time with uh -huh. you, and you know, don't you want you? You just take you work on so much. Yeah, even the the sweet coaxing side, mm -hmm. and then you you can buy into it from that angle as well. Yep, and I got the you know I really don't want you to lose your curves. Mm. Right. Yep. I, I mine was also your your legs are going to get too big, and you're yep. going to look manly. Yep. Yeah. Don't get any more muscle than you No more now. muscle. Yeah, yeah, so this, I mean, and I know I'm repeating things that are common to hear. This And is you've not probably just, heard them too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know from so many women these are, are so normal. 
Um, and I'm, I really hope that someday they are not normal. But um, but these are the typical resistance things. And it's really hard. It is so hard to say, no, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I've decided. And this is what's best for me. And, um, you know, the reason why there's so much resistance often it's scary is... scary for them. Well, we've talked about the, the hierarchy, right? Mm -hmm. In the past couple of weeks, we've talked about hierarchy. And it's that structure of, I am your authority, right? And what's very threatening to someone who sees themselves as the authority is for their subordinate to gain power. And so what masculine self-care does, and you know, we've really only covered fitness, but there's a, there's a wider range of masculine self-care. But when, when you start to do those things, you start to really gain a lot of your own personal authority and your own personal power. And that can become very threatening to the, the person in the partnership or whoever is, you know, who are, whoever we're talking about, that can be very threatening to their control and their power or their perceived power over you. So be aware that if you are in any sort of a dominant, dominant submissive relationship, you will experience resistance. Like that is very, very common um, when you start to do the things that are already hard to do, right? They're all, it's already difficult to have discipline to go to the gym yeah. and, and uh, eat healthy things, put healthy things in your body and do all the things, right? The consistent things. It's already hard to do that, but it is, it is meant to, like they are trying to make it impossible by adding a lot of resistance or saboteurs, right? Reasons why, you know, they're going to keep you up later at night so that you're not going to be able to go to the gym or reasons why you can't buy the groceries you need or whatever the thing is, but expect it because they're threatened by the power, the power that you are reclaiming that is rightfully yours, but you haven't had it before. And they don't want you to have it because or it's been dormant. They yeah. want to be dominant. So, um, yeah. What other, let's talk about some other types of uh, masculine self-care. So when I talk about masculine self-care, I'm talking about something that lights a fire in you. Right. Um, I love getting my hair done, but it does not light a fire in me. <laughs> um, I love well, that's taking... why we pick those certain jobs and things that we just feel yes. very passionate about and driven. Um, what are some other? I, I just like that part that that lights a fire in me when I find that thing that just gets me super excited and and I can just go for hours and hours and hours and time can pass and you don't yeah. even realize it happens and it's. Um, you know, making those lofty goals. That, yes. Yeah. Those yeah. Are fun. So when, um, when I run my unapologetic course, this is one of the exercises that we do because it's not something that we've clearly identified. We've identified all the feminine, uh, self-care things. Uh, those are, are common. We can bring those to mind very quickly and easily. But when I say masculine self-care or what lights your fire, it's a big pause. So some of the things that have come out for women who have taken some time to answer this question are, you know, things we've talked about, fitness and music, big things, anything that uh, creates movement. So it doesn't necessarily need to be um, 
you know, fitness and doing heavy lifting or things like that, but maybe it's taking walks. Maybe it's things that are just getting your blood flowing. Maybe it's even yoga. Maybe it is dancing, but it's a very powerful kind of dancing because there's Stomping lots of, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of different types of energy behind mm -hmm. dancing. And so you can have some real masculine dancing that really helps you, um, release some big emotions. Um, you can have, you know, kickboxing or something oh, yeah. where you're actually, um, punching a bag or you're getting some real rage out. That can be a great masculine self-care activity. Um, goal setting, like what you've said before, yeah. um, that is a very intentional, you know, part of masculine energy is being very analytical. Uh, part of masculine energy is being very organized. And so we can channel that masculine energy into like, for example, when we talked about my, uh, my particular experience where feminine self-care wasn't the correct answer for me in a situation where I really needed to take action in leaving, right? Sitting down and doing some goal setting and actually thinking about, well, if I leave, where am I going to live? How am I going to pay my bills? Um, how, how is this and that going to work out and how am I going to divide these things? That, that was what I really needed to do. And that is part of masculine energy. Is that very like analytical problem solving kind of a, a mindset. So that can be a very, uh, great masculine self care, um, element. Uh, leadership was another thing that came oh, up yeah. for women. So wh anything where they could serve in a capacity of leadership, where they are, taking their their talents or their skills and they are showcasing them and they are in a position of authority um, that's traditionally something that women have not played in that role uh, women have either been told that they shouldn't play in that role it's not feminine or they have just felt inadequate playing that role so that's another area that can really light that fire and um, make you feel powerful uh, and really help you feel empowered um, I'm trying to think if I'm missing any, I think those are the main ones that have come up. And I know, I was like, I know there's a, a lot more, but I just can't, of course, we don't think about it enough. Anything so now that I'm ready is to a do challenge. It. Yeah. It's a challenge. Um, so often in, in the feminine self-care arena, it's not about overcoming. It's about nourishing. Nourishing and letting go and flow. Yes. Yeah. So when we transition into that masculine self-care, we look at that mountain and we go, fuck yeah, bring it on. You know, it's, Drive. it's, yeah. that, it's that energy where, you know, just try me, right? Yeah. Just try me. Just, just try me. to hold me back. <laughs> yeah. Anything that brings that kind of energy into your body um, that's what I'm talking about. And that could be different for everyone, but man, that energy, when you nourish that, when you allow that to become a pattern and to grow, um, that I always see an element of that in a woman before she makes a big move or a big leap. Um, because this is often something that we haven't been taught well, to nourish. Well, it gives you confidence. Oh, man. It's so much confidence. And you know what? People are afraid of confidence. <laughs> you become A powerful, fierce. confident, fierce woman. Yeah. It's awesome. It's the warrior goddess. It is the warrior goddess. Mm -hmm. See why we talk about it? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. We still have our crown on. <laughs> <laughs> we know how to fight and balance. <laughs> yep. Um, well, like we've talked about before, and you might look at some of our previous episodes, um, 
the goddess has to have the warrior activated in order for her to be uh, to have the room and the nourishment to thrive so when you have both your warrior and your goddess activated that's that perfect union so um, practicing masculine self-care does not make you less feminine in fact I would argue it gives you the space to be more feminine. I actually, I can't think of a time that I felt more feminine than when I was training for a bodybuilding competition and I was fierce as fuck. I mean, I was so, um, I was so driven in every area, not just fitness, but I, I had rebuilt my house, my life, my career. Um, I was about ready to step on stage and there was just nothing in the world that could stand in my way. And I also felt incredibly feminine. Well, you're wearing that bikini, you look beautiful, you feel beautiful. So it's possible to feel fierce and beautiful at the same time. And I would <laughs> say, actually, the more fierce you feel, the more feminine you're capable of feeling. True. Um, I also know that when I have felt out of balance and when I have been very soft and very feminine, I often don't feel very attractive. Mm. You know, if I don't have that fierce side of me. Well, that's the confidence part, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's really that beautiful dynamic balance. Um, and, and that's not what we've been taught, right? No. That's not what we have been told to prioritize. We have, you know, we've been thoroughly indoctrinated. Self-care is what? Oh, you know, bubble yeah. bath, wine, <laughs> girlfriends. Um, but there's... we've even been told like, uh, a man doesn't want a woman who and fill in the blank, right? And that's also indoctrination because it's also saying you can't do these things without a man or that you need a man, which is how we grew up. You know, there there was a man doesn't like that a lot. Yep. He doesn't like when a woman has big legs. He doesn't like when a woman is too strong. He doesn't like when a woman is too confident. Doesn't like a woman who is at the top. Doesn't like a woman who makes more money than he does. <laughs> just, just fill in the blank, mm -hmm. right? And and we can both, he can and I can, yep. both be in balance. He embraces his feminine side too for his balance, right? And then we both feel fierce at the same time. And that gets back to previous episodes where we talked about the collaboration and a healthy partnership. Absolutely. Yeah, and just as an example of that, you know, um, my partner loves bubble baths way more than I do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, he loves naps way more than I do. Um, you know, there's there's a balance where I think we really get to get rid of those boxes that mm -hmm. say, you know, because you have this gender, you must like these things. And there's a balance with, you know, I need a bubble bath and he needs a bubble bath sometimes. And I need to, you know, lift really freaking heavy at the gym. And sometimes he needs to lift really freaking heavy at the gym. Um, because these are, are human elements, um, not so much, you know. It's a fulfilled human, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to in, in activate all of us, mm -hmm. not just a piece of us. Like you said, right from the beginning, 50% of us is not being activated. Right. 
I love that. I was like, yeah, 100% activated. You can do anything and be anything. And you know, the funny thing is guys intuitively know this because mm-hmm. it's something that they have not had shame. They have not been shamed for doing, right? Men Except know the value. if you saw them in a bubble bath, right? Well, right. They've been <laughs> shamed for feminine self-care, yes. but they haven't been shamed for masculine self-care. Right. So those are things they know are good for them that activate them, right? They don't nearly have as much trouble speaking up for the right. things that, that are bothering them, uh, going to the gym or taking a run or having some sort of an emotional outlet um, that is, is a healthy channel, um, taking leadership things. like It's not something that they have a barrier to. Um, now, yeah. you are right. The feminine self-care things have been completely shut off yeah. for men for a long time. Um, but they know the value of the masculine self-care things that we have often just not felt um, that were a priority and felt that we had access to. Mm -hmm. So, um, because of programming. mm -hmm. Yeah. But I can say during the, the moments of my life where I have felt most in balance, most activated in both my masculine and my feminine self-care, I have felt the most free, the most content, the most happy, the most on fire um, that I ever have been. And really the best partner I've Mm -hmm. ever been. Exactly. Well, so we've been on this side. That's why we talk about it because we want that for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. We want you to see that there's a possibility on the other side. And we have to release whomever is in, I almost said, in our way. Whoever, whomever might be keeping us from being that, including ourselves. Like we could be keeping ourselves because certain relationships activate that in us, right? So just really look at your relationship and see, is it a conversation or is it more than that? Maybe you do have to leave. But but we just want you to see what it's like on the other side when you can be fully accepted and um, encouraged and thriving in who you are and that's activating all of it yes absolutely and live our best selves you know if you're not to that place maybe you're not leaving a relationship or you're not you know you it, we're not saying that you're only um yeah thank you for yeah, clarifying that. masculine self-care in those moments although it is very powerful it's it's such a great um empowerment tool but it's not, it's not necessary just during those times. It's necessary forever, just for your own longevity, for your own um, quality of life, the quality of life as a human being. Um, you know, Envision more, be more. Yeah. And when you have your masculine, when you are um, practicing your masculine self-care, you will find that some people will be intolerant of that. You will find... Uh, many people will be intolerant of you being an empowered person, especially an empowered woman. Um, you will find that. And what I have found is to celebrate that. So when when someone is not okay with me being an empowered woman, someone who is, you know, loving life, um, you know, I hear every week some woman say that a man told her she shouldn't work out so hard because she's going to look too much like a man. You know, those sorts of things like I will just celebrate if a, if a man says that to me, then I 
I then get to cheer for myself. I get to say, you know what? I am so glad that that person felt repelled by me because that's the last kind of person that I want in my space that's going to question my own personal authority and that is going to think that my decision should cater to their desires versus my own health. Or your own desires. Exactly. <laughs> we tend to do that, is is abandon ourselves in those moments. And, yeah, choose. it's okay to choose me first mm -hmm. over other people's opinions or thoughts or anything. Yeah. Right, right. You get to do, I mean, self-care, masculine or feminine, is there to... Um, to help you have a, a better sense of well-being, health. Um, it, it's really to put you in a position where you feel at your peak of thriving, right? Mm -hmm. Your potential. It has nothing to do with making anyone else comfortable. So you will find that people will be uncomfortable as you become healthier and as you step into your own power, and that is okay. And that is something that you can celebrate when those people are repelled by you. Abby says, I love story time. Yes. I love story time. Hi, Abby. <laughs> Good morning. Um, okay, I don't That's it. I don't see any other comments or no. questions. So I think we are time. That is perfect. And um, so if you have any questions or comments that you would like to relay to us, or maybe a uh, topic recommendation or suggestion, you're welcome to email us individually. You can email me at defytheaverage at gmail.com or marie. Marie at mariesgold.com. Yeah, any questions or more juicy topics or add to the conversation. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. And you can also find any of our previous episodes in the Facebook group, Braveheart Conversations, you can add any of your comments or questions there, and we, we certainly welcome that. You can find us on a variety of podcasting platforms. And uh, we are live every Thursday morning around 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time um, in the Braveheart Conversations group. What else am I missing? We have a retreat coming up. To balance your fem feminine and masculine. It and enjoy the Warrior Goddess Retreat. So everything we've talked about today, really, we will be talking about um, lighting that fire and getting more comfortable with having your own personal authority. Uh, we will be talking about why we ever got to the point that we feel so uncomfortable with our own personal authority. And it's going to be just freaking fantastic. Um, Marie, Yummy, juicy, wanna... good stuff. Reconnecting to the divine in us. Um, yeah, just enjoying. It's it's just a perfect time of year, too. It's during autumn equinox and, you know, full moon and all that beautiful, wonderful, juicy stuff that we talk about, goddess talk. And, yeah. 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 Good stuff. It's, it's going to be an amazing experience. So if you want to check that out more, you can find out more information on my website, jillianaurora.com. Just click on Signature Programs and Warrior Goddess Retreat. Um that is coming up in September, and that is going to be in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, which is just an absolutely divine, so sacred place. It's one of the it's it's most the most beautiful, beautiful place in Idaho, yeah, right? It's oh, great. it's so beautiful. So um, check That's us great out. Great company, absolutely. Who, who would not want to hang out with us? <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. So um, check us out there. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. And I think 
that is it. So next week you can join us for, let me see what our next topic is. I've been trying so hard to do this. <laughs> so we're more aware. Knowing your own values and standards. Hell yeah, that's going to be. Love you too. It's going to be great. Um, so check us out next Thursday morning. Um, identifying your own values and standards. That's going to be a really fantastic episode. With that, I hope you have a fantastic day. Stay cool out there. It's supposed to get really hot. So um, make sure that you're drinking plenty of water and keeping yourself sheltered from the sun. So I love you all very much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.